Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone. I am Katie Patrick, joined by David Fiorazzo. Now, before we get started with today's silliness, just a quick mention that we are building our following on Twitter. So if you spend a little time out there on the Twitter world, please search for Freedom Project. Give us a follow. It's a pretty easy thing to do. We're going to post full episodes of this show and some shorter clips throughout the week to keep you all informed as to the craziness that's happening. All right, well, we're going to head to Florida here, where Governor Ron DeSantis is set on taking back higher education by dismantling critical race theory in the DEI, or the DIE, as yep. I like to say, indoctrination, being forced on students paying big bucks for worthless educations. David, let us how, know. I wonder how Alex Newman feels about this. Hmm. Uh, anyway, um, so go DeSantis. Uh, again, Florida governor announced a legislative agenda that uh, if implemented, would dismantle DEI and CRT and would also, according to this, um, uh, review and allocate $100 million of the new budget to the recruitment and retention of highly qualified faculty at state universities. Wow. I'm highly qualified now would be, eh, you got to change the definition. But anyway, we've got a video that we want you to watch first. Check it out. And it's important that your tax dollars are funding institutions that you can be proud of. His forthcoming bill has a lot in it, defunding diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, which DeSantis said impose an agenda, opening up faculty to post-tenure review at any time, strengthening the hiring power of university presidents, plus $100 million for recruitment and retention at state universities. One of the most controversial aspects, a new core curriculum requirement for students, despite the state already requiring certain courses in math, English, or science. The governor's plan, he said, will be, quote, rooted in the values of liberty and Western tradition. We don't want students to go through at taxpayer expense and graduate with a degree in zombie studies. With a friendly GOP supermajority in the legislature, the governor's likely to get a lot of what he wants. High-ranking Republicans have already backed the idea and concept. So to take a look at the higher education system and make sure that what we're doing isn't harming folks inadvertently, why is that wrong? But DeSantis will face stiff opposition from faculty unions. United Faculty of Florida's president among them saying Tuesday, quote, all Floridians of all political affiliations should be outraged by these efforts to curtail speech, belief, and association in our state's higher education system. David. Katie. Haven't we been saying these things like we're trying to make it so it's free speech, we're trying yeah. to make it so we're actually educating so I don't, I don't think of all political affiliations should be mad. I, I think just those who currently are seeking to not educate and to not allow free speech unless it's of the narrative they want. What? Why can't we just have all free speech, which is what they're That's trying to do. That's a good question. That's a good question. I think it really goes to the, um, the deeper understanding of what the education system is and what it does. Mm, uh, what it is, we could debate, but what it does is produce social justice activists who are leftists, environmentalists, 96.379% um, Democrats, and you know people that are all affiliated with the LGBTQ, BLM, and everything else. So that's what it does. It produces this. So in order to produce these kinds of 
people coming out of high school, you've got to adjust the curriculum. You've got to affect what teachers are actually saying and what they're doing to teach. So, so how would you describe what they're doing in education? Because how are they offended? Because I heard that, and I'm going, boy, it's, it's a shame that it got to that point where a governor has to step in and say, wait a minute, we've got to get back to truly educating. And that's yeah. what we've been talking about on this pod, on this program. Yeah, and what's so fascinating to me about this story and these stories moving forward, now as we've been witness to these past several years, Ron DeSantis and Florida are basically the honing beacon for what could be yeah. the United States, what the United States used to be and what we could get back to. Um, especially when it comes to education, Ron DeSantis has been very proactive on trying to get back to an education system that actually taught students basically how to think and not just plugging their, their heads all this indoctrinated nonsense and putting sexualization in every piece of every classroom yeah. and, and, and doing all this BLM and, and social justice warrior nonsense in every single class, in math class, in health class, in, in gym class, in everything. And so now he's doing that at the K-12 level with most recently he's been in the news with the advanced placement course for the uh, African-American studies, which he said, no, we're not doing that. And then the college board came back and was like, well, we're going to adjust it and take out this queer feminization and all this nonsense that was in this AP African-American studies course. Basically, Ron DeSantis and his team caught them red-handed trying to put this nonsense in. Jeez. And so they're going to kind of backtrack. And at the college level, what we're talking about here is how he wants to dismantle all this diversity, equity, inclusivity, the way you say it. The woke garbage. Uh, and the critical race theory in yeah. higher education. And actually make it, what I enjoy, is that he's calling to the carpet the faculty as well. Post-tenure review. Oh, oh my goodness. No, you're meaning that once you get tenure, you can't just, woo! Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want, whenever you no want, however you want, indoctrination galore. You might actually get called on what you say in the classroom. Can we just- Thank you. Can we emphasize something? I, mean, we were, I was talking earlier about what the education system does. I am not advocating for an education system that would favor conservative principles and values and that would just produce Republicans. Correct. I don't want to do that. I don't either. We just want to teach both both sides, both views, let the children decide. Think, let them think, think through. Give them the information. Think. Give them the facts. Give them the true, unedited American and world history. And let the students process this. Don't tell them how to think. But I do want to point out one thing. Campus Reform analyzed DEI spending in Florida's public colleges after the State University System of Florida responded to a memo from DeSantis. Ready for this? $15 million <gasps> of the $28 million that the school spent on DEI and CRT came from public funding. And $15 million, that's just in Florida. $15 million investment. What's my return? What's my <laughs> return, David? <laughs> Nothing of substance. Because that's what happens is we are investing all this money and it's especially it's just rampant at universities across the nation, not just obviously in Florida. How many millions of dollars have been paid to these people, the administration, who have these long titles about diversity, equity, very inclusion. long titles, like very, very long. <laughs> the longer the title, title, the less they do. That's what I've come to <laughs> conclude. Good. The longer the title, the less they actually do and the more money they cost you yeah. because their annual salary is 300 plus 
$25,000 per year per person. And how many of those are on a campus? Apparently, 15 million in Florida. All right, still to come, a think tank has just released a list of states that offer the best return on investment for college degrees. How does your state college and colleges there stack up? We'll show you next. Well, speaking of return on investment, what Florida was doing, what's happening all across the nation? We have a new report that is out uh, determining whether or not your college degree in your state is actually giving you anything. And so a think tank, which is the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity, ranked the nation's state public universities based on their return on investment and found that the best states include... South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Kansas, and Pennsylvania. And the worst states are Hawaii, Montana, Louisiana, Connecticut, and New Mexico. Now, the foundation determined the return on investment, or the or the ROI, Roy. is based on the amount a student can expect to gain financially from each individual degree. Okay, that's what they were using. And so, uh, according to uh, Preston Cooper, who is a research fellow for the foundation, who Cooper. wrote a summary of the findings, um, he basically stated that the rankings by the state will allow us to learn lessons about best practices in higher education. States with consistently, the ones that, uh, pr- which consistently produce high ROI must be doing something right. And so he said... The ROI is comparing the main financial benefit of college, which is the increase in lifetime income attributable to the degree, to the cost, including tuition and foregone earnings. So it's kind of like a how, how do you really determine this? But he gave examples as to how it actually happened. So speaking of South Dakota, all mm-hmm. right, so South Dakota's public colleges and universities have the highest median ROI at $217,000. Now, Minnesota was also ranked as one of the highest states with an ROI of $214,923. And Cooper said that, well, at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities, they offer several degrees with an ROI exceeding $900,000. And that includes uh, if you majored in marketing, mechanical engineering, and finance. Coming in at a close third is Iowa with $214,015. And Cooper said that, uh, like at Iowa State University, is far and away the most valuable player in the Hawkeye State. The school's mechanical engineering program graduates nearly 500 students per year and supplies a median ROI of nearly $925,000. So basically, what he said, how Cooper summarized this is, uh, the high ROI states commonly have a well-developed Technical college system. (gasps) So you're saying technical colleges where you go to the university for like two years, maybe two and a half, and you take classes that will directly benefit you as you go on to your first job, which could become a career because many of those technical college careers, you start as apprentices and then it becomes your, your whole career, not just a job to you. They're teaching actual applicable skills at Mm. the college level and then they get paid for it you don't say david yeah don't say how the world works um isn't it interesting in that graphic the three states border each other Mm -hmm. the highest roi the highest return on investment we've got 
Minnesota, uh, South Dakota. I'm, I've got friends in Minnesota and <laughs> Iowa. No, I mean, uh, and that's it's interesting. Yeah, then that that part of the country that well, they're and, doing well. So and well. I, as being a proud Midwesterner, even though Wisconsin's not on there, <laughs> the technical college system playing a huge role in that because the people in those states tend to be hard workers, blue collar workers who want to go into professions where they can use their hands, they can like be focused and solve a problem. There's a problem, they solve it. Plumbers, mecha- like mechanical engineering being in there uh, as something, but mm. welders, electricians, in those states, there tend to be more people who are interested in those things, more people who are needed in those things. And so it makes sense to me that you would get a high ROI because in today's world, how many of you even know how to screw in and out of a, a light bulb there? How many of you need to know how to do something that simplistic? You certainly don't know how to unclog toilets anymore. So if you want to be a, make a lot of money, become a plumber. I'm telling you right now. Now, let's take a look at the, the bad universities or the bad states that, of their universities. David, who's, who's there at the, the, the bottom? Well, Hawaii, as a matter of fact, is ranked as one of the lowest states with a ROI return on investment of negative $5,720. True story, Katie. Uh, 54% of undergraduate programs at the Aloha State's public colleges and universities have negative ROI, meaning the typical student is financially worse off for having enrolled. Even the state's uh, flagship school, the University of Hawaii, has negative ROI programs. The popular psychology major graduates graduates hundreds of students per year but leaves enrollees worse off by around $78,000. Ouchie, which makes sense to me because Hawaii is just so expensive to begin with. So then you're just the expensiveness of being in Hawaii alone and then you're picking majors that are unless from what I've heard from other people who are interested in psychology unless you go on and get a grad degree a degree in psychology does nothing for you. You have to go for advanced training and in, in getting different licenses and stuff. But we also have um, the foundation did something kind of cool where yeah. they looked specifically at the nation's most valuable programs. Yes, okay, not just the states, but they looked at the, the most program or valuable programs. And so the nation's top rated program is the University of Texas at Arlington's nursing program. Yep. Second is Ohio State's U- University's nursing program. And third is Indiana University Bloomington's business program. And now Cooper, again, he said that 23 programs on the MVP list are in registered nursing. So if you're looking for a major right now, anyone out there, listen up. Nursing. Because <laughs> guess what? We have a population that is oh, getting boy. older getting more unhealthy, and apparently, as we report on here, needing different surgeries because we're crazy. Anyway, so there are 18 in the business fields and then 18 in computer science. So mechanical engineering and finance have reputations as lucrative majors, but they have uh, they account for a smaller share of the programs on the list. So hey, there you go. You have options. All right, well, coming up, we have a new report that suggests universities should start treating students and their families like customers. But will that devalue college degrees? We're going to talk about it. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. 
here's an interesting assessment. Universities should treat students like customers. Thoughts, anyone? What? Well, a report from Qualtrics suggested that because higher education is a commodity that universities should treat students and their families like customers. All right, well, Qualtrics is a consulting company that helps businesses and organizations improve products and services, and they give recommendations based on interviews with more than 7,000 education community members and over 2,500 education employees worldwide. Now, according to the report they put out, they say that thinking of education as a commodity is a long-standing taboo, but it's time to push back on this outdated way of thinking. The cost of education is continuing to rise and student and family expectations for educational institutions are growing. And so Qualtrics, Qualtrics, I guess, recommends that universities build trust with Equity-driven, oh no, David, equity-driven decisions yep. for greater impact and put community members first to improve satisfaction. Now, Qualtrics cited a study which Here claimed that students of color, black, Latina, oh, Latino, multiracial, and another race, and then another race or ethnicity, exhibit substantially mm. less trust in their college than white students, David. Oh, Delightful. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Of I the, these findings here. I did, not, I did not see it coming. <laughs> now, putting uh, community stake, well, the stakeholders or community members, first, Qualtrics says, puts them at the center of institutional decision-making. Is that what we want? We want all the students and the family members to be at the center for all of the decisions that are made. I mean, at, at that particular school, institutional just, decision, just, decision Yes, making? at the college level, just at everywhere. As you can uh, imagine... Critics say some things about taking this approach. Some of them say that the value of higher education defies market logic and treating students like customers undermines its values. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm a critic, and I agree with that assessment. Uh -huh. uh, we've already seen the demise of the college degree, of your education, by putting all the feelings of the students first. We've had university after university where students demand, students protest at the head of the college's house or in their office and do a sit-in because they demand this, that, or otherwise. We demand no grades. We demand that we get, like, holiday breaks. We demand mental health, this, that, or extra other Extra ice cream choices in the cafeteria. They demand extra ice cream choices in the cafeteria. That one we have had, yes. <laughs> I do demand more coffee. Everyone deserves. But anyway, I demand uh, an extended pumpkin spice season. Oh, you do. And together we will <laughs> make the world a better place. But we did have a specific um, critique that is from someone we've talked about before on, on the show. Campus Reform Higher Education Fellow Nicholas Giordano. He's also a professor of political science who we've reported on before when he is the one who gives a, a survey to his students at the beginning of the year. And then he changed out what was in i think it was either the i think it was the declaration of independence and he, he put in what russia had was it the constitution, or was the it russian the constitution? constitution yeah or it was something? like actually the russia something yeah. like that if, if i remember correctly and the students didn't know because they're not educated so he says <laughs> gosh oh that's right. he says of the current system he says i look at it as a result of the entitlement culture that we built in the united states from the customer is always right attitude if the college capitulates and gives everyone an a because they're talking about grade inflation as well like all the how, we have insane amount of grade inflation at the college level 
He says, what does it say about all those college degrees to the corporations when these people graduate and want to get jobs? Harvard, they've done a study over the past, I don't know if it was a decade now, um, but Harvard. overall, Harvard, the grade point average of the students has increased by like 0.39. So if you're on like a 4.0 scale and the average used to be 3.0, now everyone on average is getting a 3.39, which is actually a huge bump because we don't have kids getting any smarter that we're not graduating kids with better brains. Right. We're graduating kids who have argued that grades shouldn't matter and everyone should get an A. How dare you give me anything lower than that perfect A+. Grades shouldn't matter. They need participation trophies and recognition oh, just yes. for showing up to class. That should be enough. You know what? They shouldn't have to show up for just right. enrolling and they shouldn't have to enroll. Oh, I could go down a rabbit hole. But anyway, <laughs> I have other things to talk about. We have greater concern here because we've got our latest Babylon Bee headlines coming up. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we wrap this show up for the day, let's take a look at everyone's favorite satire site, the Babylon Bee. Here are this week's we top five before? Babylon Bee headlines. Well, as always, we picked our favorite headlines and we'll now decide which one should be named Queen of the Hive. We start with Miracle. Biden ends same COVID pandemic for the third time. Next, Progressive really wants communism, but is worried there won't be gluten-free bread lines. Next, Payday Loan Center sets up shop in Egg Isle. Next, rookie trans woman picks the one sport where biological women actually had or have an advantage. And finally, new Netflix series on the Tyree Nichols beating to feature white officers. Katie, Ooh. your top Ooh, I will say that last one stung, but it wasn't my my pick. Ugh, tough one for me this week because I reported on the lovely, not lovely, Finland ice skater who, it is true, women actually do have an advantage when it comes to ice skating, but they do have an advantage in gymnastics just based on the simple fact that women have different events than the men do have events. Okay. So that one's interesting. But the egg one, I think, hits home. For all of us, except me, because my daughter has an allergy to eggs, so I haven't had to purchase them. But for everyone else in the world, the payday loan center set up shop in the egg aisle is, uh, yeah. man, eggs are expensive, right? It, it, and by the way, the, the, no coincidence, some of these uh, food processing plants that are being going up in flames and some of the killing off, you know, tens of thousands of chickens because of the bird flu or whatever. And then you see this affecting egg prices. You, you can't help but connect a few dots and, and ask the question, 
Is this on purpose? Is some of this by design? And we're just talking about egg prices going up. But anyway, my favorite was the uh, Biden ends the same COVID <laughs> pandemic for the third time. But it's not over so, yet, David. It's not over He's yet. He's announced it's it will be over oh, because right. he looked into his crystal ball and, and it will winter. be. It, it's yeah. not over right now, though. Do you feel panicked right now? No. Because you, you should be because we're still in it. Oh, I should. You still, okay. We're still in panic I, mode. I haven't, I've been watching the news not a lot. Until, should I be scared? Yes. Okay. Not, to, not until May is it okay. actually over. So. Oh, okay. So okay. I got a couple more months to be. All right. All right. That's going to wrap it up for our top headlines of the week. More satire next time. Right, Katie? Oh, you betcha. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're, you are a fan of our show, please do the thing you do please. by liking, commenting, and sharing this if you're watching us on social media. And for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.